0: All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in to Notable Nashville Podcast. Today's guest is the incredible Joseph Wooten. So it's a pleasure to speak with you today, Joseph. Yeah, thank you. It's good to to talk to you also. Well, Joseph, how long have you actually lived in Nashville? Because you've you've, uh, been in the music industry for a long time, but how long have you actually been in Nashville?
1: Well, it's hard to believe. I moved here in uh, 1990, September 18th. 1990 is when I moved here, so it's well, it's thirty. It was thirty-one years in September. Is that crazy?
0: That that was my birth year. I was born in 1990. Oh my <laughs> goodness! <laughs> I'm not mad at you. That's really awesome, though. What, what are your thoughts on all the changes? Like these past, you know, ten plus years, everything is just drastically changing. What what are your thoughts on? Do you think it's uh, a good change, or do you miss the old the old way of Nashville?
1: You know, like like all change, there's an upside and a downside. Change is inevitable. So, uh, the upside is is certainly bringing more people, bringing more revenue. The downside is is that a lot of the old iconic things are not here anymore. But that's change is inevitable. You know, Mm -hmm. when you when you get older, you go through puberty, awkward necessity. Right. Right. And all of that innocence of youth is gone. You gain some and you lose some, you gain some wisdom, you lose some youth. And, uh, it's kind of like that with Nashville. I mean, the change is a double edged sword, but what Nashville is at its core is still the same. And I think it's one of those things where the average person can feel the appreciation of a city whose uh, core revolves around music absolutely and uh i mean that's what that's what sets us apart from the rest of the uh from the rest of the world really even with with our problems with our upsides and our downsides we're still a country we're still a city that is uh that is uh urged forward by music and music is the thing that more than anything brings us together more sports brings us together so long as your team is winning <laughs>
0: that's right? True. That's
1: true. <laughs> right but music with music there's no there's no losers with music. The only thing that can happen is it's, it's not your song but even even then you know the person wrote that song with you in mind so even if it's if it doesn't appeal to you it still uh it still creates uh bringing people bringing people, Bring together. people together so yeah. music yeah that's 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 the main, that's the main upside of Nashville is that that is at our core is uh, we're, we're revolved around this mechanism for bringing people together, music.
0: So you working in, you know, like soul music, I wanted to ask, have you seen the music scene change, uh, you know, whether it be, you know, a country town back in the day, but have you seen it kind of evolve as to more melting pots of music of, Different genres and stuff like that.
1: Well, this is what what I've noticed is that people are starting to find out that the country that the city is not just country music. It's never just been country music, but um, the rest of the country is starting to recognize that it's not just country music. So, so that's a change. I mean, like when my brother Victor, when my brothers moved here in the late '80s. Uh, and into the 90s, I know that they infused a bunch of R&B and a bunch of funk into the city. But there were there's always been blues here. There's always been other things here. There just hasn't always been as much of a place to play it. So the I like the fact that the city is starting to be recognized for more than just country music.
0: For sure, for sure.
1: And a and a music city should be recognized for all of its music.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, Joseph, how did you get your start in music? When did you start playing? Okay,
1: so I come from a musical family. I have uh, four brothers, and uh, my other brothers, my younger, youngest brother is my most popular brother. Victor Wooten plays bass. And uh, my older three brothers, Rudy, Roy, and Reggie. Rudy passed away in 2010. He used to blow two saxophones at once. Oh, wow. Uh Roy, aka Future Man. He's a five-time Grammy Award winner. He plays drums, but he invented this new electronic way of playing. So he's a, you know, he's a world-class musician and an inventor also. And then um and then my oldest brother Reggie is the one that showed us how to play. When when I was five years old and Victor was two. Uh, that We were living in Hawaii, and they were playing the school-issued instruments in Hawaii, the ukulele and beating on drums and the recorder. And um, my oldest brother realized that one brother was blowing, the other brother was beating on things, and he was playing the ukulele. And uh, he looked at five-year-old me, two-year-old Victor, and said, if you play this and you play this, we can have a band. So he taught us to play when they were eight, nine, and ten. Victor was two. I was five, and he taught us so well that just in three years later, we were opening for War and uh, and Curtis Mayfield. Wow! And uh, and that's that's what we've done. Uh, that's that's been our career.
0: That's amazing, and I, I it really like- is. It's a
1: it's a great way to great way to grow up.
0: I feel like anybody in Nashville, you you say Wooten Brothers and they they know exactly what you're talking about because you guys are pretty legendary in the city and, you know, the world. So it is a pleasure to talk to you today. I mean, I I moved here in 2008 to go to school for music business, but I always knew, you know, the heart and soul, uh, the Wooten Brothers was just like a common name. So it's pretty cool (laughs) to talk to you guys.
1: Well, I'd say it's a fun family to be a part of, and you know, Victor is—he's blazed such a uh, trail on the bass. I mean, he's—he uh, was just ranked in Rolling Stone magazine as one of the top ten electric bassists of all time, which is a pretty, pretty incredible accolade considering he doesn't have any hit records. You know, it's not like mm. Paul McCartney or you know Les Claypool and those people. Yeah, and uh, I think the—the the thing that I like that I appreciate the most about being in the family is that my mom, when we were growing up, made sure. She made sure that we uh, were the right kind of people. She made sure that we were humble. She made sure that we were honest. She made sure that we had a good work ethic. We made good grades. We didn't have to make straight A's. We just had to show that we were doing our best. And I think That's one of the hallmarks of the family that I'm the most proud of. Like my mom used to say, I'm not proud. I'm not so proud because they're good at their instruments. She said, she would say, that's what they've done their whole lives. Anybody that's done something their whole life ought to be good at it by now. But she said when people tell her that, that we've inspired them, or they tell us, they tell her that we've helped them, or they tell us that, uh, that they look up to us in some kind of way that makes her proud because that's most of that's mostly what she worked on. She would say that uh, the world has enough good musicians. We need more good people.
0: Good people. That inspire yes. inspire others and mm-hmm. hopefully make them be wanna be a better person as well, right?
1: That's what and the best way to the best way to show somebody how to do it is by example.
0: For sure. Is by example. Mm-hmm. So, Joseph, I do want to mention you've played with the Steve Miller Band for 28 years now. Um,
1: I still play. Yeah, I still, still play still, with the Steve Miller Band. You still I still play. Yeah, I joined in '93, which is hard to believe. That's 28 years ago. When when I got the gig, he said that uh, it's the, he said this is the kind of gig that you could have for the next 10 years if you wanted. <laughs> and that was 28. It's 28 gonna, years ago.
0: It surpassed that for sure.
1: No doubt about it and he's he's still going strong. he still loves to play um, he still takes care of his voice every 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 time before we do a concert. We do about a thirty minute vocal warm up together and uh yeah, he still takes it serious and he wants to do it until he can't do it anymore so so what, far, so good.
0: what are some of the highlights of being on tour and kind of playing shows with with that band
1: well the highlight is what, what's the highlight for me is the fact that people have been listening to these hits for almost 50 years. So every city that you go to, there's a new crowd of people that's just been waiting to hear these songs that are just the soundtrack of their lives. I mean, hmm. you know, the Joker and fly like an Eagle and take the money and run and swing town. And, and, uh, those songs you've, you've been, people been listening to those songs for 40 and fifty years, and even though we've played those songs just countless times, for me it never gets old making a new audience happy. So every time we go into, they hear the space intro to the to fly like an eagle, and you hear the crowd just go nuts because they just been waiting to hear this okay. their favorite song, or you know they hear the the opening snare drums of the of the Joker, or you know they're clapping along to take the money and run. It's just it's, it's, uh, it's fun to be a part of this thing that's been around for so long that's still giving joy. And the longer you do it, uh, the more cherished it becomes because artists that were hits back in the 60s, they're getting fewer and farther between. right? So to get a chance to see an artist that was uh, popular in the 60s and even the 70s, mm-hmm. those artists are getting older now. So the fact that Steve is still doing it, I recognize uh, what an honor it is to to have him choose me to be his keyboard player. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame now. Um, it's that's that's nothing that's nothing to sneeze at. Definitely so not. I I try to I try to uh, appreciate it for all that it's worth because you know. That it could be taken away at any time. So, like during during the COVID year off, I was glad that w- I was I was glad that I was paying attention before the COVID year off because it wasn't like we were off. And I went, "Oh man, I wish that I had like paid more attention, or I wish I had cherished it more." I cherished it while I had it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? And every time I hit the stage, I always remind myself how fortunate that I am uh, to be able to do it because a lot of people play music. There's a lot of musicians with more ability than me. There's a lot of musicians with less ability than me. But there's not enough slots for all the good musicians, right? So I try to make the most of it because I have a place. I'm in a great family. I'm playing with a legendary artist. And people still come to hear me do what I do the best. That's a blessing. It really is. That's something not to take for granted. So one of these days when the curtain comes down uh, for the final time, I won't be one of those guys that went, man, I wish I had appreciated it more. I'm appreciating it uh, every time and trying to thank everybody I can that uh, helps it happen, including you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I appreciate this.
0: Well, I appreciate you. And I I think that's what I love about live music. You tell you said that, you know, they've been playing since the sixties and, You come out to a live show, you can go to multiple, multiple, multiple shows and it's never the same experience. It's kind of in the eye of the beholder. So that's what I love about, you know, you mentioned COVID and I love having live music backed in the safest capacity that we can. But that's what I love about going to shows. It's never the same. It's never the same experience.
1: Well, that's right. The other thing about COVID is that COVID has us appreciating live music a little bit more. Mm Mm-hmm. We appreciate live music a little bit more because it was taken away from us. We appreciate uh we appreciate the proximity of other people more because it was taken away from us so it uh in a way it forced us to put some things in perspective if you go to see a live concert now it's a bit more of a privilege than it used to be because we had live music all the time, but it got taken away for a year
0: yeah you so can just... it's uh huh. You could just go out any time, and now that you're like, oh wow, you really appreciate it. Like you were saying, cherish it in the moment while you have it. Yeah,
1: cherish it while you have it. That's the if there's a mis- if there's a common mistake that people make the most, it's that we don't cherish enough the things that we have a lot of.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We tend to downplay things that we have a lot of. Youth. Uh, sunsets and sunrises, every one of them is glorious. We don't really go see them because uh, there's going to be another one tomorrow. And a lot of times they don't become valuable enough until you realize you don't have many left. Yeah. Loved ones, friends, we don't tell them how we feel when we could until we find out they're ill or they're not here anymore. And then we have this outpouring and that outpouring really is available every day. So that if there's a key... And there's a key to being happy. It's keeping things in perspective and recognizing their value while you have them, be it your freedom, be it your health, be it your income, be it live music, be it other people. It's uh, recognizing what's valuable and treating it like it's valuable. Those are the things that enrich, that enrich
0: your life. Yes, that's a good piece of wisdom right there. So I wanted to talk <laughs> about you and your wife. Stephanie have a nonprofit charity called I Matter, You Matter Incorporated. Um, what is that? What is that about? Or what do you guys give back with that? With that? Okay. Charity? Well,
1: I matter. I matter. You matter. Started from uh, I was watching a movie about probably about two thousand and nine called Freedom Writers. Like you write Freedom Writers, and I got inspired, and in in came this song really quickly. It wrote itself inside of a half an hour. All all the verses, and uh, I recognized that I had this song that was that was special at the time I was doing a lot of motivational speaking in the city of Buffalo, New York. And a lot of this, a lot of the schools were from impoverished areas and, and the schools and the schools, uh, were impoverished too. And I recognized that this song that I had written, I wrote this song, uh, because I wanted it to apply to people who normally, fall between the cracks. Like this song is for the one that's not the champion, the one that has been trampled on. Maybe you don't have a home and your name is unknown. You don't get enough publicity or you're not, you're not the right ethnicity. And this song is for the struggling single mother, the chemically addicted, the physically constricted, the wrongfully convicted. Uh, I wanted a song that sort of uh, made those people feel spoken to. Mm -hmm. And I recognized that I had something special because the the more impoverished the school was, the more the kids connected with the song. So from the song came the video. I did a video of that song, I Matter. From the video, I Matter, we realized that we could use an organization, I Matter, You Matter. So I Matter, You Matter is an organization that won give scholarships to deserving young people. It honors diversity. But one of the main things that it does is um, it aids veterans, especially homeless veterans. My dad fought in the Korean war. Oh, wow. Um, And, you know, I always say the word homeless and the word veteran should never be in the same sentence. And there's too many homeless veterans. It's a thing that, unfortunately, our country has never done well. Mm Mm-hmm which is take care of its its vets. Even uh, even the, uh, the Revolutionary War, to take care of the vets, the government didn't do it. George Washington went to the richest man in the colony and the richest man in the colony opened up his bank account and they were able to pay widows, injured soldiers, uh, veterans. So it's something that we haven't done well enough since the inception of our country And again, you try to lead by example. So this organization, I matter, you matter incorporated is there to show everybody that they matter and, uh, and it's there to honor those who needed the most young people and certainly veterans, homeless
0: veterans. That's really awesome. Well, thank you for doing that. I mean, that's, that's really cool that you can give back to the community. And, um, I'm sure that everybody really appreciates that.
1: Well, that's the, that's, that's always the goal. I mean, it's one thing, it's one thing to talk goodness and this, that's important, but we, it's, it's best to lead
0: by example. Absolutely.
1: You know, when somebody else can, when somebody is, when somebody is inspired, then they're more likely to move under their own power doing the right thing. And that's, that's always the goal. That's always the goal. And what better tool is with your own actions and especially with music, mm-hmm. especially with music. M- music is the end result without the necessity of the process. Like if I, if I, if we're talking about peace and I want to get people to to understand about peace, if we, if we have a peace convention, right we can talk all day long and we'll probably never get anywhere right some people will want more guns some people, some people will want less guns some people will want no guns some people will want whatever whatever but if i sing a song about peace and we sing the refrain and we feel the refrain it's mission accomplished right look at uh, look at john lennon and give peace a chance right oh yeah john lennon he gets deported he gets deported cuz they're trying to they're trying to get the Vietnam War going and here's all these young people singing, give peace a chance and they're not enlisting,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? So the, one of the biggest tools that we have for peace is music. And especially when music represents the right thing. The music represents the right thing, it's a powerful tool. If you look at the civil rights movement, the reason they were able to endure that Jim Crow, they sang their way out of it. We shall overcome. They didn't chant, we shall overcome. They sang it, right? right. Um, uh, the same way, even with slavery, Negro spirituals, they sang their way through it because there's. it gives us access. There's something in us that senses, that music is life as it's, it's supposed to be. So we sing to give ourselves access to it. We listen to music to give ourselves access to it. We perform music to give ourselves access to it. And it's something that's always available. So when times get tough, what do we reach for? We reach for music because music gives us access to this thing that can't be corrupted and enables us to endure the unendurable until things get better. So it's a power. It's a powerful tool, especially the times that we're in. We need some music. We need some music uh, to bring us together. And that's what I always think about uh, when I'm writing songs, be it I Matter, be it Nashville, the Music City, be it I have a song called We Are American, Love Yourself. I'm always trying to I'm always trying to use music to bring the best out of us.
0: It is powerful. I was actually listening to your album "Soul of Freedom" a little bit today. You talk, mm-hmm. you talk a lot about uh, a lot of different topics. You know, religion. You know, freedom, and you know the the power of music. And it really yes. it really is a powerful album. It's uh, really hard hitting. All the different instrumentation on it. I really love the the keys, the electric guitars. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a very cool cool album.
1: Well, yeah. Th- thank you so much. Solar, of, of freedom. Again, it's just it's just talking about freedom and trying to access, trying to access that incorruptible part of life. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. can put somebody, you can take away somebody's freedom, but you can't take away their desire for it. You can't take away the beauty of it. And when you sing, or when you play, or when you listen to music, you can access it even when you can't live it. That's why, you know, that's why behind bars wherever you are, you want music. You want music because music gives you access to the to that freedom, even if you can't live it. Mm-hmm. Right? Music, there's something in us that senses that music is life as it's supposed to be. It's a path forward for things that are different. I remind young people. When I I play some music, and then I'll say, "This is what I make music from," and I press all the keys down on the piano at the same time, and I say, "What I make music from is a mess, right? That's a mess, but it's a mess with potential. And what turns the mess to music is its encounter with intelligence and ability, right? So music is music shows us what should happen. I walk to the piano, which is a mess." Mm -hmm. Right. But because I have ability, I have intelligence and my intentions are good with those three things. I can pull something from the mess that's beneficial to everybody. And that's really our responsibility in life. Life, different ethnicity, different backgrounds, different culture, different thoughts, different religion, no religion. That's a mess. Right. Our responsibility is for us to apply our intelligence, our ability, and our hearts being in the right place to pull from that mess and create a path forward—that's what music is—is is a path forward for those those components of the mess.
0: I've never really right? thought about it that before. That's
1: uh, what it is. It, that that's what we sense when we listen to music. We enjoy we enjoy the synergy of that homogenous path forward,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? And it. You know, music, as they say, soothes the savage beast. It it gives us access to life as it's supposed to be. But too often we forget about continuing to make music, a.k.a. find a path forward for our differences once we take the headphones off or once we put the instrument down. The goal is is to continue to find a path forward for our differences. We're too often in life. We see our differences. If it's, if it's Democrats and Republicans at that point, it's competition, right? Right. We're trying to show the other one, why they're wrong. We can't make music that way, right? The drums can't try to show the bass, why it makes music the wrong way. They cooperate and they create something, create something more powerful than the bass or the drums.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Right. And we can do that. We can do that in life. If the person that doesn't agree with you, politically, ideologically, whatever, if that person knows that you respect them and even with our differences, if you need help, I'll be there. Right. Mm -hmm. That gives us a path forward, even though we don't think the same, right. Uh Music, the way that we make music, if we live our lives that way, we can get somewhere.
0: That's a great way to think about it because you're in a room full of people We have different beliefs. We have different upbringings. But, you know, the intellect, the ability that we have to work with each other. Yeah, that can translate into, you know, music to real life. I've never thought about it that way before. No, it can. If you you think about it, even in your own body, all your cells don't agree
1: with the way of expressing who you are. Mm You know, your, the cells of your hair follicles don't agree at all with your skin cells, the cells of your heart, the cells of your liver, the cells of your toenails, right? But they're bound by the same DNA, right? What we forget is that with our differences in life, all of those differences that I named before, if we can remember that we're bound by humanity, right? We think differently. We live differently but we should honor each other's humanity. If we just did that, our differences would work for us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In the same way in music, because mu- in music, in music, we all have the same goal of trying to play the same song. We're trying to play it differently, but we're all trying to play the same song and do our part. And because of that, because we're on the same page, that our differences work in our favor. Like you think of your favorite song, nobody wants to hear their favorite song played on all trombones, you know what I mean? <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Right. You want a bu- yeah, you want a bunch of different instruments to express that song in as many ways as possible. It's the same way in life, conservatives, liberals, no politics, atheists, religious people. There's a, there's a way for that to go forward in a very, uh, in a very homogenous, lively way. And it's the reason there's something, I don't know what it is. There's something about this country, the mess that we have here, there's something about our version of this mess that's attractive to everybody, right? Yeah. What is we, it? the, well, it's it's the same way when I again, when I press all the keys down on the piano, right? Mm-hmm. It's a mess, but it's a mess with potential. The United States, it's a mess, but it's a mess with potential. And I think the thing that sets the United States apart from the rest of the world is that what we represent. The idea of what we represent is, uh, is still attractive, even though we don't always live up to it. Liberty and justice for all, mm-hmm. equality, all men are created equal. Bring us your tired and your poor. That's beautiful. And that's the potential of the United States that's not necessarily in other countries. You see what I mean?
2: Yeah. So the,
1: the, the United States, it's a mess. You know what I mean? But it's a beautiful mess. It's a mess with potential. It's a mess. I don't want I don't want anybody else's mess. I like this one.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. that, uh, yeah, that uh, they, makes sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, I heard somebody, they, they, they talked about their parent uh, was an immigrant when they first showed up in New York. And I think that's how they said their parent described it. New York is just a beautiful mess, but you know, it's beautiful. It's a mess, but it's beautiful in all these ways. Right. And for things to be beautiful doesn't require for them to be perfect. The left side of your face isn't even perfectly like the right side. And if it was, you wouldn't look right. That's true. So it's, it's, um, it's the United States, there's something about what this country represents. I mean, that document, uh, that document, uh, you know, the Constitution and even the Declaration of Independence, it's written so beautifully. The document is better than the people that wrote it. Right. All men are created equal and, you know, inalienable rights and all of that was written by slave owners. But the document was still correct. The document was correct, but the people were imperfect. Right. So now we have a chance to. Over time, we have a chance to live up to that document, which my my proudest thing is I was born. I'm having my 60th birthday this year on December 15th. And December 15th is uh, the same birth date as the Bill of Rights and the First Amendment. So I was born on the 170th anniversary of the Bill of Rights and the First Amendment. So on my birthday this year, December 15th, I'll be 60. The Bill of Rights and the First Amendment will be 230. I'm proud
2: of that.
0: That's crazy. That's really cool. Isn't it? I saw
2: you. Were playing, I think so, too.
0: You were playing a, a holiday show on your birthday, too. Right. The Joseph yes. Blue Funky birthday Christmas Every, jam.
1: Yes, that's right. Every year I do a a, a birthday slash Christmas uh, concert. This year it's on 12 12 21 at the Hutton Hotel in the analog analog ballroom. And a uh, special guest is Victor Wooten. You know, my brother's going to be the special guest awesome. and I'm going to have some other special guests in there. We're going to celebrate my birthday. We're going to celebrate the holiday. We're going to celebrate the fact that, you know, live music is back and we're going to enjoy each other's company and try to have music bring out the best in people.
0: I'll mark my calendar for that. I love the analog room. It's really intimate and it, it, the sound is really good in that room. So. It is. A, yeah. it's, a,
1: it's just there's something about that room. It's a great it's a it's a great room, and then I also have I'll also be playing my I got a new single called Nashville, the Music City.
0: Yeah, I was I was going to get to that because you got a new music video out for that as well. Yes, I do. I got a new
1: music video, and the numbers are climbing. It's exciting, and um, yeah, Nashville, the Music City, where the girls are pretty, but you yes. can listen to the hands of soul here, Conway Twitty. I love it. <laughs> it's a uh, it. it's a I wanted. To, I wanted to write a tribute to Nashville because I love the city. I love the fact that we're a city dedicated to music, a city dedicated to the way that we bring people together, AKA music. And um, for the love of the city, I wanted one that just tributed as many things about it as I could, but I wanted one that wasn't country because country is well represented Mm -hmm. in this city and country is a great style of music. Don't get me wrong, but I wanted one I wanted to write a funky, a funky, danceable tribute to the greatest uh, city in the world. So it's Nashville, the Music City. You can see it uh, right now. You can see it on YouTube, and uh, and I ask that you do. And in this in this coming week, uh, keep an eye on uh, YouTube. Keep an eye on Twitter. Keep an eye on uh, TikTok. I gotta. I have a. I have a something special coming up for that song. Oh, okay. Looking so forward keep to your it. eyes open, keep your ears open. It's it's gonna be fun. You Nashville, gotta, the music city.
0: Yeah, you guys got to go check out that video, Nashville, the music city. Uh, you incorporate a lot of different uh, Nashville gems in the video, so go check it out. And I kind of want to end this episode by playing the track. Is that okay with you, Joseph? that's fine with me alright well uh, thanks for the chat I really appreciate all your wisdom and, and what you shared today but I want to end this with Nashville The Music City by Joseph Wooten thanks everybody thank you so much Mr.
1: Johansson where we at Joe where we at Joe 615
2: six where we at Joe listen let me tell you what you need to be And where the girls are pretty, where well, you can listen to the hands of soul huh. A hit conway twitter From the park of none to the mumble yun We know that it's the place to be Nashville, Tennessee. In Rio, they shake just right. In Tokyo, they so polite. In New York, they're independent. And the freaks come the out at come night. Up. But right here in the spot tonight, there's boots and jeans and they weather tight. Uh, there's a lot of ladies in the world, but there's never like a Southern girl in Nashville. The music. Or the grand Ole Opry, and Like Nashville, Tennessee Studio, music, row Nashville is the place to go The hip-hop, funky soul Jazz, bluegrass, rock and roll Oh, it's for the young and old Now let the truth be told We won't be satisfied Until the Titans win the Super Bowl In It's TSU